I'm strapped up. Nothing. What was that about? Let's make the fight happen. We strapped the fuck up. Yes, let's ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 38 of the Strap Season Podcast. I'm your boy Cam. I'm your boy Flows. And just before we kick off proceedings, please make sure you, you know, hit us up on all the socials and all the streaming platforms. We're available on all the good ones. If you hit the link in our bios on Twitter and Instagram, it will take you through to a lit sort of page where it has all of our links for yeah, for where the podcast is and whatnot, whether that's YouTube, Amazon. Google, Apple, Spotify, all there. So give us a like, subscribe, leave us a comment, leave us a review, all of that, please. Um, yeah, let's get into the episode. Um, how you been? You been good, bro? Yeah, man. How you been? Yeah, yeah, I've been good. Weather hasn't been the best, but you know, we we are you know we out here still. <laughs> it's, it's annoying this weather, man. Yeah, but yeah, what's it? Tomorrow everything opens up. It's looking like so. Looking, we're starting to yeah see some normalcy returned, I guess. So we can't really complain too tough. Yeah, um, for real. And um, yeah, with tomorrow opening up, that means I guess when it comes to future boxing bouts, we're gonna get a bit of a crowd here in the UK, right? Um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully. So um, that's always good. We saw what the crowd sort of did in that Canelo, uh, Billy Joe. Um, fight that was locked that was a week before and just having fans again how it helped and um yeah i look forward to seeing sort of big big boxing having the fans back i think that's just great for everyone the boxers and everyone watching as well um let's start things off at home um let's start things off with the matching card that was yesterday yeah uh, headed off by joshua boatzi um had his first this is his first headliner isn't it um, I think so. Yeah, As in, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Actually, no, he, he, he headlined the Calix card, no? Was that not a headline? Is that him? Was that him? Okay, yeah, that might be him headlining as well, yeah, I guess, yeah. Yeah. Um, wait, was, it, was he on? I think so, I don't know. Um, I can't remember. I can't remember. But, <laughs> yeah, look at that. But, um, yeah, Joshua Boati headlining, something we'll, we want to see more of and I think we're probably going to see more of um, as he continues to raise his profile. And, you know, we know the path that they, what everyone sort of expects of him to go on to become a world champion. Um, mm. Was up against another unbeaten fighter yesterday. Another sort of unheralded prospect that we didn't know anything about. Daniel Dos Santos, hailing from France. Um, unbeaten as well. But I'd like to say unbeaten with an asterisk because obviously not knowing much about him prior, I went to sort of check out sort of his resume. One on, you know, standard, one on box rec to see who he's fought and whatnot. And yeah. I saw that the majority of the opponents that he's beaten, I think pretty much all of them had like a big losing record. <laughs> so that sort of told me, I guess, I guess the level in terms of where maybe he might be at. But yeah. obviously it's not something you could knock. Um, you know, he could, we said it before, unheralded guys come and they upset the apple cart. They put in a good showing. Joshua Bites' last opponent, Kalich, is, is a perfect example of that. Um, and also Joshua Boatsy is working with a new trainer, working with Virgil Hunter, who everyone knows as, you know, the legendary trainer, I would say, who trained Andre Ward throughout his career. Yeah. Um, Joshua Boatsy come away with a stoppage in the fourth, I believe it was. Um, what do you think of his performance in terms of comparing it to, I guess, 
his fight with Kalic and also given the fact that he's got a new trainer. Um, yeah, how, how, how did you find his performance? Um, I didn't see anything too different from Joshua Bratzi that was positive in okay. any sense. Okay. I didn't see... I, I feel like I saw the same Joshua Boetzi and maybe he was even a bit... Um, maybe his defensive side wasn't as good as we normally see as well. I think um, Dos Santos <laughs> wasn't meant to be in the ring with him and he didn't really rate Dos Santos once he got in there. I think after the first round, you could see Dos Santos was uh, carried away from jabs and feints. So I think for the first round early on, JB realised that this guy isn't meant to be in there with me, so it could be an early night. And I think, yeah, it, it wasn't a spectacular performance for him. It was just an easy night's work, if, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, let's take it through round by round, I guess. Um, yeah. As you said, um, I th- Dos Santos was negative from the outset, really. <laughs> yeah. um, in fact, it's, I think pretty much as soon as he, f- you know, he felt that first jab, yeah. I think he straight away was like, nah. Um, and I think from the first round, I, I was saying, like, Jabwati's piece in this guy already. The jab was sharp. Yeah. Yet he obviously had the clear hand speed edge and just the edge on aggression. Um, yeah, this is the Santos brother. Um, he didn't want to know. He didn't really come. He didn't cover himself in glory. I, I, I'll, I'll be perfectly honest. Like, he, he, yeah, from the first round, he was getting peace with the jab. Um, Boatsy was having his way with him. And I, I was there saying after round one, yeah, Bright is piecing this guy up already. This could be a real short night. Um, and yeah, that, that sort of continued into the, the second and the third rounds as well. Um, yeah, go on. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say, I will say, what's it? Um, he was he was trying to left hook counter. He was, yeah, he, 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 was, he landed he was that few times to, actually. Yeah, he, he eventually he was landing it, but you could see that he was trying to go for that because he didn't really want to engage, but he was thinking, um, Maybe I can catch him on the counter, and he was, he was trying that quite often. Yeah, but so that even was a when, sneaky thing. Even when he was throwing the counter, yeah, there was no authority behind it. You know what I mean when I say authority? Yeah, like it, it was it was very tentative. It wasn't it, like he wasn't foot down. Like I'm gonna buzz you, and make you feel me. That you, yeah, watch yourself. It was just a, almost just like a, <laughs> he was almost throwing out there like a jab, bro. Like it wasn't. Yeah, man, it wasn't it wasn't authoritative at all, man. It was, yeah, it it was nothing to deter Joshua Bretzi and make Joshua Bretzi think about it. Yeah, was ignoring it after a few rounds. <laughs> yeah, and it got to like second of second round, like it's the second round now. And I won't like this guy looked like a deer in headlights in there. Like Boatsi was stalking him, he looked like wide eyed, scared, and he was just backpedaling in the way on the back foot throughout, like not wanting to engage. Um, it, it was, yeah, man, he was he didn't want to know. I, I, I think he felt the power early on. Maybe when they first came together for their first couple of exchanges, I think Boatsy might have even buzzed him a little bit in the first round. And after he felt the power, he was just like, nah, nah, I don't really, I'm not really on this right now in terms of engaging with this man. <laughs> and um, we get to the, what, the third round now. I think it's the end of the third round after the bell's gone. What, what, what did he do to that pissed off Boatsy? He did something. I forgot. I forgot. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Was <laughs> I mean, it, did he hit off of the bell or something like that? No, nah, he rugby oh, tackled him, man. He took, he took yeah. him down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Boatsy instantly tried patting him. He told him, don't do that again. You see, you see Boatsy, yeah, we've said it before. This guy, um, the nicest guy outside the ring, super calm, respectful. But as soon as that bell goes, he's a, he's a beast in there. And 
and he said it before, he's real spiteful with his punching and stuff. And he doesn't take any crap. And he, he, he just changes persona-wise into just like a hungry, like, demon. And as soon as that rugby tackle thing, and obviously Boatsy got up, he was vexed. He, like, he pointed at him. He said, don't do that again, kind of thing. Like, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> we said, Boatsy's vexed. He's going to come out swinging next round. Bro, you got to remember, though, like, of course, Joshua Guiazzi, you won't find a more respectful or a more calm. Facts. He does a trash talk. Yeah. But you got to remember, my man's still from South East London, South London. He's from Croydon, isn't he? Yeah, he's from South London. And yeah, on, top that, he, on top of that, on top of that, he's aff. So <laughs> he's be- that that dressing down was bare aff to me. Like, man was the way man was put it, like an uncle, like, don't do it again. Uh-uh. <laughs> you you got to remember, bro, we, we don't take violations lightly. <laughs> so he patted him quickly real quick and um, yeah sure enough next round comes out now the fourth round but actually run to this guy swinging <laughs> like it was it was at the point where it was it, like I'm there thinking raw. like Boatsy said bun defense <laughs> I'm like, like he, 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 he hands he was just swinging and I'm thinking yeah he, he, he wants to kill him this round because of that rugby tackle thing he's still annoyed he wants to show him a, he wants to teach him a lesson and yeah he was getting Boatsy was getting hit but Obviously, because this Dos Santos guy wasn't thrown with any sort of conviction, he was ignoring everything. And he was just looking to tee off on him. And yeah, that was the fourth round basically summed up. Like Boatsy was just going for it, more or less. Yeah. Um, I'm, I, I, I almost felt like he even lost it a little bit. I'm there thinking, just calm down a little bit. I know you're vexed, but just relax. This guy's nothing. But yeah, in the end, he did what he had to do because he's got my man near the ropes and he's caught him with a vicious... What right hook or whatever it was yeah. that sent this guy down, and as he's fallen down, but he's hit him again. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, went, he went down slow though. He like he, yeah, like, he was yeah. out on his feet going down, yeah. and then Boatsy's hit him again. And it's so funny because afterwards, like as in from the replay, you saw Boatsy sort of put his hands up like crap. I'm so sorry. Like I didn't mean to hit you twice. Yeah, but I think it's it's probably almost like a reflex thing in it for a fighter. Like you'll fight, you're punching him, and he's. He's not fully gone down yet. On his way down, you hit him again just to make sure. And Boatsy did say he wanted to make sure the job was done. But it was a dirty knockout. It was a real dirty knockout, wasn't it? And, yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was scared for my man because... My man's I, lip was on the foot there, bro. <laughs> the, the I said, oh, uh, this guy's going to regret that rugby tackle. And Trust. <laughs> sure enough. I, yeah, I felt bad. Not that I felt bad, but my, he, he looks in a bad way. The knockout was a bad knockout. Trust. And... Yeah, I think that second that second hit as he was going down was for the rugby tackle for sure. Yeah, but that's what that's what we say about Joshua Bratzi. He has a killer instinct in there, man. When he gets when you he, hurt, he's real spiteful. Well, the most spiteful. Get you out of yeah, trust. He's he's doing it like he dropped him in the second round, and I thought, ah, it's over from here. Mm. But he kind of he kind of let him off, and I thought, okay, maybe he wants to like get a few more rounds in. Yeah. But then after that third, he was fuming. He was just like, yeah, it's time to go. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so it was a real dirty knockout, really, to end proceedings. Um, um, yeah, it was, and Boatsy moves on. Um, afterwards, obviously, the natural, the respect came back. Obviously, um, my man Dos Santos was bawling. He was, he, he, he was in tears, boy. The rugby tackled him. You know, I felt bad for laughing, but my man was crying his eyes. Like, it, it was really devastating for him. I can imagine, obviously, you put your heart and soul into camp. Um, a lot of people riding on you, supporting you, etc. And he ended like obviously unbeaten as well. It ended like that in the fourth round in such a devastating fashion. It can be tough. Um, but that's the sport, man. This it can be cruel. Um, 
But um, yeah, he was eventually consoled, I believe. It took a, took him a while to sort of get to be consoled. But um, yeah, tough loss for him. But that's we saw from the jump that the quality, the levels of quality were just vast, absolutely vast. And um, I think Virgil Hunter was saying that he doesn't feel like Dos Santos box to what he his ability. Um, yeah, he was saying that. He, I'm there thinking, mm, are you sure? But yeah, Dos, Virgil was like adamant. Like he, yeah, Dos Santos is a lot better than that. And he didn't showcase his true ability. But even where, if, if, if he could have showcased a higher level, it would not have been enough to sort of stop Waxy. He's just levels above him. Um, so yeah, it is fair. what it is. I, I raised my eyebrows at that comment, but yeah, Virgil Hunter's quite clued up on the, the French boxing scene because obviously... Mm. He works with Tony Yoka. He works yeah. with uh, Solomon Sissoko. Yeah. So I'm sure he, he he keeps his eyes on the whole the French up and coming fighters. So yeah, maybe he knows a bit more than we do. Probably. Yeah. This. Yeah. I agree. Um, but yeah. Um, levels once again. Um, Boatsy yeah. moves on. Um, we'd called for it on this pod, I guess, that we wanted Boatsy to be more active. Obviously around him, the division domestically, first of all, is thriving. It's wonderful domestically. There's a good five, six fighters who are in a mix domestically. Um, so it's a lovely division domestically. And obviously, we know what the situation is at world level. Um, and obviously, we've seen movement around him domestically and world level. So we need to see him fight. And even he's called it, I don't, I don't know, called himself out or called out his team in the sense that he doesn't fight enough. He said the inactivity is getting to him. It's annoying him. And he said he wants to fight three times this year. Um, so yeah. he's obviously fought now. So he wants to go again in July. He wants to go again at the end of the year. So he himself, at least he himself knows this, this, this inactivity is not helpful for his career. And it's good to see a boxer say that. Um, I think we see too many boxers these days just comfortable, with the, you know, the one fight a year thing. And, you know, especially up and coming boxers, you should never be comfortable with that. If you're trying to improve and get your name out there, you've got to be fighting often. That's as simple yeah. as that. So, yeah, I'm happy that he was able to acknowledge that. And hopefully we see him three times this year, as stated. Um, he's in a weird space. Yeah, I was going to say, what space do you think he is in? Then? Because obviously yeah. we've tipped him as the future champion, as a future yeah. champion. High hopes for him. Um People are saying that he's ready for Bivol now, <laughs> which even Hearn thinks he beats Bivol now, which I was even surprised on today. But obviously, I don't there. think Hearn believes that really and truly. I don't I, think that fight should be made. Eventually, yeah, yeah, I don't. I personally don't think that fight should be made. Um, people are saying that. Oh, yeah, obviously take the domestic route and fight some of these domestic guys. But I'm hearing people say, I think Johnny Nelson was saying that he's he's too good for them that level. Like he he needs in between domestic and Bivol. And I, I disagree with that comment from Nelson, I think. I, I feel like Boatsy should be mixing it in with domestic guys because I think the level domestically is really good. It's not yeah. a poor level. The standard isn't poor to me. Uh, Arthur, Yard, Johnson, Richards. I think that's that. That's yes. a really good crop. Pitters, that's a good, good crop. And that's good, a good level for him to mix it with. So for me, he should be looking to make one of these fights domestically with one of these guys before contemplating this, obviously, going on the world title chase. What about, what, what, what about you? What do you think his next move should lie? Um, yeah, I think I would like to see him more take out the domestic scene. 
that builds his profile more, more than anything as well. Um, yeah, I think him and Craig Richards are on the same stable. Yeah. That could, that could be a good fight to make. Um, South London, both of them. So that's a, that's a really big fight there. We still want to see the yard fight, I think. Um, of course. But, but even... I think these fights need to be made before he jumps up to chasing the world level because, yeah, I don't think he's ready for Bivol right now. The level of opposition he's faced is below the rest of his um, English rivals, his UK rivals. Let's be real. Yard's faced better opposition. Oh. Callum Johnson's faced better opposition. Which is now faced better opposition. Um, yeah, so he needs to, he needs to um, build. And I think the British scene is the best place for him to build because there's so many other players in, in that story so that's a good route to go down um, don't want to see him in, against any unknown fighters with undefeated records we don't want to see that anymore yeah. we want to start seeing names and um, potential names as well so that's what I, that's what I think regarding the activity um, I think he was meant to be out earlier but obviously he suffered that eye injury against Cadiz didn't he yeah. so that kind of um, put him behind but yeah I think he'll be active um, avoids injuries and hopefully gets in a few tough fights and then the whole country can get behind him to push for this world title fight because there's some big demons in that division so he needs all the support he can get mm. yeah no fully agree with you there go to the domestic route Josh um, have a couple of domestic dust ups and then take it from there I think it'll be it, you know obviously by then the profile will be raised enough and he'll have as much you know he'll have a good good standing in the, in the division as a whole but um, yeah, man, these Brits are coming <laughs> for these chat. You know, the Russians and Joe Smith Jr. They you watch out, man. These Brits are really, really coming. And um, mm. yeah, man, I expect us to dominate that division at some point. To be fair, he's ranked like second in the WBA. Yeah, he's ranked and... in, I think, in all well, in all of them. I think, I think, in all the belts. Well, definitely mm. WBA, WBO, and IBF. I think he's ranked highly. Um, so yeah, he, he, I mean, he can step because what's it called? Badu Jack and Pascal are fighting, and I think Pascal's the regular champion. Yes, that, that was that was a suggestion that I agreed with, with Johnny that potentially maybe look at. Yeah, he feels like he should be looking at the winner of Pascal and Jack. Um, to be fair, I would rather wait before he, t- he takes the one. I think good fight that is as well. Yeah, it's good good fights, but then um, it's still a jump up in levels. Big jump in terms up. of experience. Yeah, it's a big 100%. jump up. So. Those guys are what ex or current world champions have been doing it for. They're both they're old campaigners, but they're very experienced and. Mm. Yeah, um, it's a, it's a it's a really good division, man. It's underrated, but it's a real real good division. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes, but I I, I see them trying to make a bivol for out all the champions. That is, I think bivol is the one they're going to look to make for him at some point, as opposed to Paterbiev or Joe Smith Junior. Yeah. I see, I see, I see, I see them going the bivol route with him, and. Um, yeah, that's a that's a route I like him on. I like that pathway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, we're still rooting for him, of course, and of still course. think he'll he'll go the distance. But yeah, yeah, it's all about time. It's all about yeah, timing is that. Yeah, it really is. Um, let's uh, let's let's move on to the other fight that was yesterday. Um, probably one that didn't register on a lot of people's radars. Obviously, given the fact that it's. Uh, I guess there's a division that isn't too well known, I'd say, um, but still a big fight um, between Luis Neri and Brandon Figueroa. 
mm-hmm. for the super bantam super bantamweight, I believe it was super bantamweight uh, belt. Um, this was the first fight on the PBC calendar which they released. Um, I already knew, yeah. Looking at with this fight, um, two Latino fighters in the lower weight classes. I already knew straight away that okay, with those two put together, this fight's gonna be a barnstormer. I didn't even need. I didn't even. I didn't even need confirmation. I just knew. <laughs> like, bro, when you see the combination of a Latino, two Latino fighters, and low weight classes, just know it's going to be a great fight. I woke yeah. up this morning, but I didn't stay up for it. Woke up this morning, checking my phone and whatnot for results and whatnot, and like the timeline and whatnot. And I'm seeing, I'm seeing news clippings or whatever. Oh, sorry, pages saying how, uh, Neri, no, Figueroa defeats Neri in an absolute thriller. <laughs> I said, cool. I knew it. I knew it. Like I just knew. Yeah. It. I've gone and seen the highlights. <laughs> I think it was like a one-minute highlight clip. I said, yep, yep, yep. Bring me this fight now. Went and found it. Watched it, bro. This fight was amazing. Um, we knew. I knew it would be. Yeah. Just, it it was unbelievable. Um, yeah. The, the these Latino fighters keep doing it. They keep on doing it. Just point. Just bringing wars to. to Bringing that, just churning out wars. It's it's ridiculous. Um, yep. I can't even speak. Um, that excited about it, but yeah, just an incredible fight. This entire fight, bro, was fought at close quarters. The from entire <laughs> from round one to to round seven, which it ended, um, it's it's been fought at close quarters. Just incredible, bro. The punch output as well, insane. Work These guys just How throw it, do it? <laughs> throw it, throw it. Well, I guess Brandon, uh, Brandon Figueroa was like, he's the taller, rangier I was, guy. Let me just say this, yeah. But, so, yeah, Figueroa is a taller, rangier guy. And yeah. I find, I always find it amazing. I love it as well. When I see a taller, rangier fighter, yeah, fight on the inside really, really well with yeah. a smaller guy. And that is exactly what Brandon Figueroa gave to me yesterday or this morning when I watch it. Yeah. He's taller by quite some bit. And has a bigger reach by quite some bit, I think. And he was fighting there in the pocket with Neri, who is a renowned sort of inside pocket fighter, bruiser. And yeah, he was he even, he got the better of him, in fact. So yeah, it's amazing when you see a taller range of fighter do it. And you only see it, I swear, with, with, with the Latino fighters. <laughs> I swear. You only, see, you only see them fighting that style. I, t- I tell you what, remember... Brandon Figueroa's brother, Omar Figueroa Omar. versus yeah. uh, what's it, Robert Guerrero? Yes, and how much a, of a buzz that was? Yeah, that was a, that was a sick like, fight. These, you got to remember the, <laughs> what's crazy about Brandon Figueroa? Like you say, he's the tournament rage of fire. Yeah. This guy didn't take a backward step. He didn't use his jab. He didn't try to work his jab. Bro. He didn't try to work on the outside. He was rushing in to swing. He was applying the pressure. Yeah, and I guess in the first round, Neri was the kind of one who set that president. Yes, but Brandon Figueroa yeah. happily obliged and said, "Okay, if this is what we're going to do, we're going to do it." Trust. And in the end, it was Neri who was trying to sometimes back or back off a yeah, box. Yeah, he was towards the end. Yeah, um, he was getting tired. He could he yeah. couldn't keep up with the pace. Um, I, I think I, I alluded to it last week. That I'm I'm quite familiar with Neri. I've seen him a couple of times, and I like him. Mm. Uh, he's a, I really really rate him, and so I knew what I was going to get from him, in terms of that front, you know, that front foot pressure. You know, all in your like in your face, on your body, um, high work rate, high activity, power shots. That's Neri down to a T. That's what he tends to do. Um, and you'll blow you out of there. 
But like I said, I wasn't familiar with Brandon Figueroa at all. So I didn't really know what he was going to be coming with. And that's why it was such a pleasant surprise to me to see him boxing that way and be like, cool, if you want to throw X amount of punches per round, I'm going to throw X amount of punches per round too. We'll match each other and we'll match. And it was literally from round one to seven, it was like that. It was back and forth between both of them. They were both landing great shots, both missing a hell of a lot as well. But also Difficult to score, man. Difficult to score. I was going to say, you know them ones where you don't even bother score. I've said it before. Yep. Sometimes when the fight is so good, yeah, you're just like, wow. Like, I didn't even bother score. I, I think I scored the first round. And I said, all right, cool. I can't even do this because yeah. it's just, I'm just seeing blows from every angle right now, man. I'm when these like, guys are throwing 100 punches around. 100 punches around. Facts. <laughs> we each other score. <laughs> Trust me. I couldn't score. I said, nah, let me just enjoy this. I said, okay, cool. This, <laughs> this is a 30-minute video. Let me, you've got me for 30 minutes. I'm, I'm yours. <laughs> just take, 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 take me away, boys. I got it. Like, go for it. <laughs> because that, that's how it was. It was, it was amazing. Um, and um, yeah, as we saw, as you mentioned, the pace was furious throughout, but Neri couldn't really keep up with it in the end. And I guess Figueroa wore him down. And yeah, towards, I guess, the sixth, in the sixth and the seventh round, especially, we saw Neri sort of backing up a little bit. And yeah, but Figueroa was then sort of starting to dominate the exchanges. But Neri, don't get, don't get me wrong, Neri was still in there. He was still landing his big bombs, but yeah, you could sort of see a little shift. And then the stoppage came. It was it was it was quite innocuous actually. Um, I think Figueroa was hitting with a hook and then got him to the body as well shortly afterwards. Yeah, sneaky one. And um, yeah, it dropped Neri and he he didn't get up. He didn't get up in time from that. Um, yeah, it didn't look like it was a powerful shot, but. I just think it was well placed, and yeah, yeah. I think I think from that seventh round, maybe the sixth round, like sixth round, it was. Yeah, yeah. You can see Neri fading, and yeah. that's the problem. But when these fighters are fatigued, it's not so much that they're so their punch output will drop, but then it's not so much that it's their defense that suffers first and foremost. Mm. They start their hands drop lower, mm-hmm. their head movement starts to slow, their footwork starts to slow. Yeah, and they just they get hit more. So mm. his punch output was still going out there, yeah. But um, his defense was was fading, so you could see Brandon Figueroa landing more, and the punches having a bigger impact on it. And I think by the seventh, he was just exhausted. <laughs> and yeah. a one place body shot when you're exhausted, it's gonna be a yeah. killer. It's gonna do damage. Yeah, um, but what a cracking fight once again. Um, yeah, um, they keep doing it. Um, yeah, the lower the the lower uh, the lower weight classes are such fun to watch because of this. You always tend to get fights like this where they're just barnstormers and just high output, high octane from from the, from round one to the end, and yeah, just swings and roundabouts in the fight, etc. Um, I really really enjoyed that. Um, it's always cool when you find the one that isn't really too like there isn't too much noise about the fight um, pre-fight. And then you watch it and it's like, this was a great cracking, like a great fight. So yeah, man, I, yeah. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. And um, Neri now, got, obviously we said that, I think in September, they announced that obviously the winner of that fight was to fight, it's a unified straight away with um, Stephen Fulton, who yeah. was in the crowd. So um, yeah, Figueroa marches on and we look forward to that one in September. Um, Figueroa yeah. Fulton, the, um, the unification. That, that's going to be a totally different fight, I'm sure. Um, yeah. But um, <laughs> Fulton probably won't be obliging like that. Absolutely <laughs> um, not. <laughs> no, but you can't fight that style with a Latino, with a little Mexican or whatever. It's just impossible. Like, just forget. So, um, is he is he is he Mexican origin? Figueroa? 
because I think so. I, I, I'm not too sure. Um, I, I'm not sure where where they're, where they're from. I know they're, they're US they're based out of Texas. Yeah, but I imagine this. I Mexico. assume Mexico because it's because of Texas because they're from Texas. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But good luck to the winner of that one. I mean, to in that one because that, that that should that should be a really good fight. Um, Fulton and um, Figueroa. Um. Well, let's let's preview to next week, man. Because there's only one place. There's only one place for us to go now. Um, big one, <laughs> massive one. Uh, one I've been excited for for a while. Um, I thought I don't feel like it's been made. I don't think it, I don't feel like noise has been made enough about this. You know, I feel like we should be seeing more noise. But I understand that maybe to the casuals, these two aren't too as well known, and obviously, yeah, they don't have the same profile as I suppose some of the other people. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this should be, you know, this should be getting promoted to help, like everywhere because it's a massive, massive fight. Definitely the hardcore fans are going to love this one. Josh yeah. Taylor, Jose Ramirez, unification fight at light welterweight. That's 140 pounds. Um, for all the marbles, we're going to have a unified 140 champion again. I think the last person to do it was Terence Crawford, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. So, yeah, man. Um, this one is fascinating. I feel, but I've I think I said it last year. I really feel that we're gonna the UK is Scottish, but obviously we'll say the UK is gonna see an undisputed world champion in Josh Taylor. Yep. I I I I, I, I you know I've, I'm fully sticking with Josh Taylor on this one. I really I like hope him. So anyway, I, I think so. he's really really good, really skilled. Can give you everything. Whether he can, he can box you. He can get you out of there as well. He's got good range, um, good good defense, good shot selection. I'm, I, I, you know, I'm, 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 I'm quite positive. I'm quite confident. Josh Taylor is going to come away with this one. However, it is a 50-50 fight because Jose Ramirez is no slouch. I mean, we've seen it. Yep. He's no slouch. He's strong as hell. <laughs> Serious engine. Forward. Yeah, yeah comes forward the engine. Yeah, he's he's gonna be, and how I'm thinking the fight's gonna play out. Ramirez is even the front foot. Yeah, well, I, I think Josh Taylor will meet him though. Yeah, he won't. He won't. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. won't be. As oh yeah, you, you know what Josh is street. like. He's very. Yeah. You, know, you know what Josh is like as well. He's he's a proud. Like, he's a tough Scotsman. So he's you know he's he doesn't take. He has a yeah he, he has a almost chip on his shoulder. Like you know like if you like if you disrespect me, I'm gonna come and meet you face on. Like that's that's what yeah. he's like. So yeah. Mm. He'll, he'll, he's definitely, but he's he's skilled about his work as well. It took, so right. he's Ramirez actually. Ramirez yeah. is very skilled. His punch selection is good, yeah. but it's the pressure that's unrelenting. But yeah, I don't I don't think Josh Taylor is gonna get on his mic and try. He's gonna he's gonna meet him and get in there, but just gonna pick his shots well and be smart about his work as well. Um, yeah. But the thing is, why I'm worried, bro, is remember what we said about these Mexicans. I, I know he's <laughs> fighting out of America, but he's Mexican descent. Yeah. And we've said the scoreboard's crazy right now. The Mexicans yeah. are killing us. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're killing us. So, um, uh, if if it's gonna follow that script, then Ramirez could take it. Mm. And it could be another painful one for us. But um, hopefully, Josh Taylor tries to even up that scoreboard. Yeah, get back, gang. Because <laughs> 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 they're beating the brakes off us right now. But, for real, um, I, I do fancy <clears throat> Josh Taylor. Though. Yeah, I fancy him. I fancy him highly on this one. But it is, is, is a 50-50 fight for sure. And it's, 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 it's going to be a close one. I just feel like with Josh, he's come through the tough adversity, right? 
because mm. Regis Progress is a monster. <laughs> yep. And I might even go and say that I think that Regis Progress beats Jose Ramirez. I won't lie yeah. to you. So I would have said that. Yeah. I would, if they were to fight, obviously Styles makes fights and whatnot. Obviously, Taylor and Ramirez. This came through. This came from this. Wait, is this? No, no, this ain't the no, no. So I was gonna say this came. I was gonna say this came from the fight. This is not the final, but super. No, nah, the pro- yeah. program. Taylor, was the, Taylor was the final. Yeah, but obviously, that tournament allowed Josh Taylor to get two of the belts. Right, mm. he was able to get the two of the belts for that tournament, and obviously Ramirez was doing his own thing. But that tournament was tough, and Regis Progress is a top, top, top tier fighter, and Josh Taylor was able to weather that storm. And their fight was a was 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 one of my favorite fights of that year, real close fight. But with Josh Taylor to me won, and he won fairly. But to come through progress on that night was tough, and just because of that, I feel like he's faced a higher level of adversity compared to Ramirez. Um, even though Ramirez has fought Hooker, and that was a tough fight for him, but he came through that and he was able to stop Hooker in the end. But progress is to me better than Hooker, and better than Ramirez even. So that's mm-hmm. why I feel like Josh Taylor. When it comes to battling adversity, he's got that in him to sort of rise up and, you know, face the fire, I guess. So that's why I'm also leaning with him. But boy, was, yeah, go on. I, I think they've got shared, they both fought Pastor, right? Yes. Um, and I think Josh Taylor won that more convincingly than yeah. um, Ramirez yeah. did. But then you're going to get that star from Ramirez. He's either going to knock you out or he's going to, it's because he's going to come and meet you and fight with you and, throw punches with you it's always going to be an entertaining fight kind of thing yeah. so it could be close um, but yeah I just think Josh Taylor won that more convincingly for me and yeah. like you say beating Progray which yeah I, I don't think many people expected that yeah Progress <laughs> is tough Progress is really good expected that yeah um, yeah so yeah that's that, that's that's why I'd lean towards Taylor I just think he, he can do it yeah um, I hope he does it anyway. I really hope so as well um, he's, he's, he's he's very underrated Josh Taylor um, in terms of, I don't think he's spoken about enough. We mentioned it before. We don't think that we don't think that the UK public speak about him enough, and yeah. give him his flowers. So, him doing this hopefully should get you know more flowers thrown his way. Hopefully, so yeah, yeah. I'm 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 really looking forward to this one. This should be a this should be a cracking fight. I don't think we'll see a stoppage. I think it goes. To, I think I'm going Taylor decision. What about you? What about you? Um, yeah, I don't think we'll see a stoppage. I think we can do. I think either guy can stop stop the other. Mm. Um, I see. I, I don't know. I see Ramirez more likely stopping Taylor than Taylor. That's not saying that's not knocking Taylor's power. Taylor does have power. We've seen it. Yeah, and he stopped a lot of his opponents. But I don't know. I just feel like the way Ramirez fights and the way he's on you, I, I just I, I can see I can see a scenario where he's got Taylor in real trouble, and he's just banging with the pressure, banging away, and enough for, for the referee to jump in, but. Yeah, that's 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 a worst case scenario, I guess. But overall, <laughs> I see Taylor winning by 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 UD, not UD, but by some form of decision. Maybe even yeah. SD. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this, this is this, it's a 50-50. I find it hard to call specifically how it's going to end. Um, I just see various outcomes being <laughs> being available, or it, it, it depends how they turn up as well. It depends mm. on the game plan how they turn up. They've both been pretty active. I think they've both fought last year. Yes. I'm just looking forward to it. This yeah. is one that where the fans win. If you're going to tune in, trust we'll, we'll win because it'll be a great fight. It's not going to yeah. be a boring fight at all. Yeah, hundred percent, man. Good luck to Josh Taylor, man. Um, he's going to need it. It's happened. You said it's happened in America, right? 
Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah okay. it's, it's, it's promoted by yeah, top rank, Bob, isn't it? Bob Aram, yeah, it'll, it'll be yeah. America. Yeah. Um, hopefully, there'll be some from a crowd. Hopefully. Um, yeah. But, um, well, yeah. I expect we'll have an undisputed. We'll have an We love an undisputed. Um, yeah. We love an undisputed. Um, speaking of undisputed, <laughs> so right, we segue into another undisputed talk because today, um, well, by, yeah, by the time you hear this, listeners, I guess the news will already be out there, but we've seen confirmation reports. It's, we see confirmation reports, but it's really Tyson Fury's come out and tweeted that um, the unification fight with Anthony Joshua is, you know, he signed on for, you know, um, was it Saturday, August 14th in Saudi Arabia. So yep. Tyson Fury has confirmed it, that it's going down, it's going ahead. Um, and I guess you could, it's not really an official, well, it kind of is an official confirmation, but it's not an official confirmation because we still got to hear from, I guess, what the promoters is for them to officially confirm it. And obviously you're seeing the promo banners and whatnot. But I'm taking this as good news because of the fact that beforehand, I think the only issue was Fury's side accepting and confirming things. Um, mm-hmm. Eddie Hearn has come out a couple of times and said that, yeah, the fight's going to happen in August, probably either on the 7th or the 14th, most likely the 14th. It's going to come down. It's going to happen in Saudi Arabia. Obviously, we got, we got the reports beforehand about both of them agreeing. But I was seeing a bunch of negativity here yeah, from one side only, and that side was Fury's side. Um, yep. Frank Warren, Bob Arrow, Matazin Fury, the, the trio of them, I've, I've been seeing just like a lot of disparaging comments of them not signing or... You know, John Fury as well. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, John Fury like, he's, the, well. he's, he's probably the worst. <laughs> that brother's super, he's, he's definitely the worst. Yeah, he's, he's been talking the most. <laughs> um, yeah, just comments about, yeah, um, it not being a done deal yet. And yeah, they, you know, something that uh, Hearn's side need to do or whatever, basically. Um so yeah, I guess seeing Fury come out and tweet it, he's pretty active with his Twitter and stuff, that you know that it's a done deal and he's happy with it and he's signed on, it's going down, is a positive in itself. So Big yeah. positive. Um so let's we can almost I mean, we can almost take that as confirmation really that the fight is going down 14th of August. Um, yeah, like you say, the, I think the fight was always going down. It's just one side had been just Making ne- negative about it, bro. I, d- I don't know. Like, Me, hear co- comments from Bob Aaron saying, Oh, yeah, Eddie's running out of time. Like, he isn't a co promoter saying Eddie's running out of time. What's <laughs> and, the Fury was saying that Fury was saying something about, yeah, about time and stuff. And they got, yeah. And then I was seeing reports about Fury's camp meeting with Wilder's camp to maybe hash out some form of deal or some like. I think that's that's to do with money, though. But, um, right. Remember, Fury, actually, Fury did say, Oh, yeah, I could be fighting Wilder next. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what I'm that. saying. Like, he didn't say that. For me, yeah. the comments from Fury's side, because AJ's side has been, well, Hearn has said that it's going down. And AJ hasn't really said much, but he said, like, I think AJ said, like, come on, like, sign the contract or something like that, basically. Let's alluded, talk more action. Yes, alluded to that, basically, like, come on, let's get it on. But Fury's, yeah, side has just been all over the place, I guess, with what they're saying. And, I mean, we said it before that we got to take what Tyson Fury says with a pinch of salt because he says a lot of crap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it, as well, it's... it's it, we say that about Tyson Fury. So I, I ignore what Tyson Fury says. But when yeah. Bob Arum's saying stuff and Frank Warren's saying, oh, yeah, Tyson but, Fury's not going to sign until the money's guaranteed. Trust. It's, it's vexing me. But, but then but Eddie he, was so adamant. Eddie Hearn's yeah. been so adamant that it's going to happen that I believe it was going to happen. Yeah. And 
to be fair, you've also got to be careful with what Aram and Warren say as well, because let's not forget, Bob and Frank have had many an issue with Eddie <laughs> in terms of slander matches and whatnot and beef, etc. Like those guys, to me, they don't seem like the biggest Eddie Hearn fans overall, anyway. So, yeah, you just got to be careful because it's all politics, isn't it? And I don't know if they're just trying to throw sort of mud on his name and try and make it seem as if, you know, like them, they're holding up the end of, of, of the deal or whatnot. But it just didn't look, it just as a fan, obviously, we'll wait and see this fight. It just, it was annoying because obviously, like we said, like Joshua said, we want to see less talking. We want to see these men get it on this year in summer. Hurry up. But um, so yeah, it's a positive development and I'm happy it's been confirmed now or the date's been confirmed. And like we said, the, the venue, that was like the worst kept, kept secret. We knew it was going to be in Saudi Arabia. We knew that they're the only ones that can afford this. Um, so yeah, 14th of August, it looks like it's finally going down. Um, yeah, once again, the build up to this one going to be crazy, man. Um, the battle lines will be drawn. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> We'll see if it, they can get fans out there. Will they be able to get fans out there? They should. Possibly, yeah. But yeah, in fact, yeah, they will be able to get fans. Yeah. I, I, I would assume so. Um, obviously, no, like, the atmosphere will be similar to, obviously, AJ Ruiz, isn't it? So, like, no drinking and whatnot, all that kind of stuff. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it's, it's getting closer and it's making me more excited. And I guess as it gets closer, it's also, also going to make me more and more nervous <laughs> because... Yeah. I don't think you deep that the magnitude of, of this fight, bro. <laughs> How big this is. It's the biggest fight of our generation. Yeah. It's one of the biggest fights ever, full stop. Point blank, point blank period, right? So yeah, man, this yeah, it's I, I know the build, I know I know what the build is gonna be it's gonna be crazy. And I know, like I said, when I said the battle lines will be drawn. Mm. Well, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know exactly what I'm I don't I, we we won't need to get into that. <laughs> I don't I don't I'm sure the listeners do as well. Uh, <laughs> I want to ask you though, um, yeah, do you think this revenue wise, do you think yeah. this trumps anything we've seen in terms of like what we've seen um, with Mayweather? So, we didn't say there's only one person you're talking about. It can only be Mayweather. <laughs> Let's be real. Um, for just off the one fight or off the. Yeah, so the, what's, what's Mayweather's biggest fight? Pacquiao? Mayweather, Mayweather Pacquiao? Is this bigger than that? Revenue wise. Revenue wise, yeah. Probably not. It's hard to say actually because we don't know we don't know which um, platform this is going to sit on. We don't know if it's it's going to be a co. Um, what's it called? It'll, it'll, be, it'll, be, it'll, it'll be like Mayweather Pacquiao, right? That yeah, one, that was on Showtime and HBO. It's going to be exactly the same as that. So this will be on, yeah, um, well, free actually, Sky, the Zone, and Top Rank. Or it'd be hard though. How how can it be on the Zone and ESPN? Actually, ESPN have their own streaming service, don't they? Yes, ESPN Plus. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see how it works. Um, yeah, sure it will definitely it will definitely a co-broadcast. In fact, it'll be one of the ones where on Sky the Zone it'll be billed as AJ Fury, and then on ESPN it'll be billed as Fury AJ. They've done it before. Oh. It, it can, <laughs> yeah, long. yeah, yeah, I know, bro. That's they've done it before. It's been done before. So yeah, yeah. It's not that's that's not an issue. I don't think. But um, yeah, that revenue question is a good one. Um, I don't think it tops me over Pacquiao for revenue, you know. Mm. Um, hmm. It it could be close to it, though. It should. I just because just... that May over Pacquiao was massive, clearly because of the fact. Yeah, remember, it's been like six years of speculation, right? Yeah. 
of trying to get Mayweather and Pacquiao together. And they were both the cash kings at the time, for real, for real. Mm. Um, AJ's a cash king. And I'm not saying Fury's not a cash king, but the levels are a bit low on that one yeah. compared to AJ, isn't it? So his name has almost been built off AJ. Off, off the back of AJ. Look, look, yeah, say yeah. it. Yeah, it's true. It'll be, yeah, we'll see. Um, I, I think it's, it's hard to do because I, I don't think the American audience is, is behind AJ and Fury. Because AJ lost in America, I think that kind of damages his... They're behind Fury, I'll tell you that much. They're not yeah. behind AJ. They, 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 they all want Fury to win and they, all, they, they don't like AJ. Yeah. <laughs> don't I'm forget about Fury... the, the casual Americans as well. Yeah, don't forget Fury beat their guy. And they've yeah. seen Fury live in the flesh perform well against their, their man. So mm-hmm. don't, it's easy for them to go behind Fury because they've seen him because don't forget, to them, Deontay was the best in the world. To them. So Fury battering him like he did has just been like, okay, cool. Well, he beat the best guy in the world, which is Deontay Wilder. And they all, after what happened to AJ with Ruiz, which is so peak, they all think AJ is just some hyped up guy who, you know, who, you know, came with all the hype and got run out of ends. Literally. So <laughs> he, he sent back, he did, he, he, got run, he got run out of Brooklyn, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, man, it's, <laughs> it's, it's peak. But um, yeah, that's how it is, man. Um, that's fine. Hopefully, AJ can sh- hopefully AJ can shut the world. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's, it'll, it'll, it'll be. A, I'm just excited that it's happening, man. Yeah, excited, and I'm sure that they, they're both gonna eat off it. Oh b- b- boy, big time. Yeah. <laughs> them man are gonna hug up afterwards because they know they've <laughs> they've robbed the bank. I can just sit pictures of them holding each other's hands, hugging each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you probably good fight. Holding each other's head up and watch smiling watch, in the locker room. And, bro, the pictures afterwards be so funny. And and watch watch how they make the first fight a draw. So obviously we get the rematch, and then they make the third one as what, bro? Yeah, man, it's, it's it's gonna be a trilogy. Look, the people in waiting are gonna be waiting for a long time. I'm talking about the Joe Joyces, the Usics, the Dylan Whites, the Hergoviches, and the Michael. They're gonna be waiting a long, long time. Yep, because they're gonna. They, they, this is definitely this is not it's gonna be a two fight deal at least minimum so yeah unless mm. unless one of them decides to retire which i think could be possible but we'll see. one of them we'll for see. sure we know we yeah. know who yeah we know who <laughs> yeah i guess i guess we'll, we'll we've canvassed this fight so many times so yeah obviously we'll, yeah. we'll go into another deep dive properly but yeah um we're excited once, i guess we'll, we'll, we'll announce it once the official official announcement drops yeah, we'll mention it on the pod, but yeah, look, it looks like it's finally going down. So stay tuned for more updates, listeners, on that one. <sighs> All right, let's 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 wrap that up then. Um, yeah, it's a good. Uh, I enjoyed this weekend's of action. I, uh, I enjoyed this weekend's action. I'm not lying, man. It was good, really, really enjoyable. Um, I'm just looking forward to next week, man. Come on, Josh Taylor. Come on. Yeah, it's a big one. Yeah, it's a massive, massive one. Um, but yeah, it's been episode 30 of the Trap Union Podcast. Once again, I've been your boy Cam. I'm your boy Flows. And hit us up on all the socials and streaming services. Peace. <laughs>